0: And then back to the BBC. Eventually back to the BBC to do a stereo sequence on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. And Johnny Bealing said, this is the programme you really wanted to do in 76, which you couldn't do then, and now we'd like you to do it. And it was to flag up um, FM, um, the quality of FM and stereo on mm. FM, which Radio 1 still didn't have, but only on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. But gradually it would
1: come in. And radio. So he said, I want to get people used to the idea of the benefits of FM. I think that, uh, and of course, there ever since pretty well. Mm. What, what year was that? Was that... Um, I'm terrible. I can remember I know, things that happened, but I can never put a date to it. Because <laughs> I joined the BBC again in 2000, so it was like seven years ago. Mm. And you're talking about seven-year cycles, so I guess I'm off somewhere else pretty soon. Know. <laughs> I think well, maybe very, Mexico is where i like They're to very go. forgiving, the BBC.
0: Mm. But I think sometimes you, if you stay in something in, in one slot, at one station for as long as seven years... Maybe the listeners would like a change. Maybe yeah. you as a broadcaster would like a change. So I think it's it's good to just move and do something else and then... And then, you know, if they miss you a bit, then you can come back, and they're glad you come back. Whereas yeah. if you'd stayed, yeah. they'd probably get fed <laughs> up of you.
1: they call you Jimmy Young. <laughs> 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 we, the, let's yeah. not do one of our Jimmy Young jokes. We're
0: Maybe we should go back to the Pirates, because I'm worried that people have, have been enjoying the memories of the Pirates. And, and, so what, do you, what are some of your great memories of being on the ship?
1: Well, I think the, the, the first great memory was actually the first time I ever went out, because I went out on the day after Boxing Day, 27th of December, in sixty-four, and the sea was maybe twenty-foot swell, something like that. Mm. And this little tender, this offshore one, mm. came alongside this awesome-looking uh, vessel, the MV Galaxy. MV Galaxy, which was a converted minesweeper. yeah. And it was, it was going up and down twenty or thirty feet, and you could see the propellers. The propellers were coming out of the water because it was anchored at the bow, so therefore the stern was going up and down like a like a yo-yo. And I said to the captain of the offshore, I said, well, where's the uh, where's the bosun's chair? Oh, there isn't one. You jump. Mm. What? (laughs) I know this is
0: that that was my um, that was the thing that really, you know, uh, shocked me when I first day I went out to Radio England. Radio England, despite being advised to do so, had not put huge, big tires on the side for fenders. <coughs> so the, the captain of the offshore, the tender, was really worried. He didn't want to go alongside at all because it would, the, the two boats together would really bash heck out of mm. each other. Mm. But eventually he did. And, and we did have to, you had to time the wave. So when the tender went up at the top of the wave, you had to leap. And there was this gap with this sea boiling yes. beneath you, and you knew if you if you missed the jump and missed
1: your foothold, you were dead, and you
0: dropped down. Yeah, that would be it.
1: It's mm. all over. And it was funny because going back to the first uh, uh, pirate BBC Essex, and now the next one. Health and safety is so stringent now. Oh, that, no, don't that, show me. That, that we go up the little ladder, right, and we're in a harbour. There's no wave whatsoever. Mm. You go up a little ladder of four things. You have to put a life jacket on. <laughs> now, if you fell between the, sh- the ships... The life jacket would be a hindrance. Right? <laughs> but but typical, you've got you've gotta put it on, right? <laughs> I said, but it's four steps. <laughs> you gotta put it on, otherwise you can't go on board. Yeah. You know, it's bizarre. We've we've lived in this nanny thing. Should we play some music? Yeah, we okay. should. <laughs> Spencer Davis Group and Keep On Running, Mick has emailed in and says, Did I hear Johnny say Can't Buy Me Love was the first record played on Caroline? thought it was Not Fade Away. Yes, it was Not Fade Away. Can't Buy Me Love was what he played. No, no, no. No? No, no. I didn't join it until 1966.
0: Okay. I've always heard and I've always seen it written that the first record that uh, Caroline ever played, Easter Sunday 1964, was the Beatles' Can't Buy Me Love. Oh no! Uh, if if I'm wrong, then an awful lot of reference books are wrong about it.
1: Yeah, not fade away by the stones. I heard. Uh, well, but, there we yeah. go. Maybe you know. Let's m- go find out. Yeah, Keith come on, T- guys! It's Keith,
0: Google time. Keith Tilbury has uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Keith Tilbury has sent in a fantastic <laughs> photograph he's put together, and there's a pirate ship uh, with uh, a sort of bubble off it. You know, with the, the word DJ overboard. <laughs> And uh, just sticking his head out the ocean is one Roger Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what happened? On, uh, on midnight, uh, August 14th, Robbie and I were really worried, how are going to run Caroline, just yeah. the two of us? And then an emergency tender, the last legal tender came out at about quarter to midnight, and on board was Stevie Merrick and a DJ from Birmingham called Spangles Maldoon. Yes. And uh, there's lots of stories about him. He's a complete nutcase. But one time we had the Clacton pleasure boat would come out where you paid uh, 50 pence or whatever a quid to see the pirates. Yeah, And they'd come alongside and people would shout stuff out, you know, and say, come on and swim. So we, we would just started peeling off to dive in and swim. And the captain of the Caroline ship said, no, no, not tonight. The, the current's bad. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. So the uh, boat came out the next day and we were all prepared. We had got our swimming trunks on. Uh, some of the same people were on board. Uh, can't swim you know so we all dived in we went swimming towards this pleasure boat and every time we got near it the captain moved it further away so we kept <laughs> swimming and swimming as far as we could and then i suddenly thought well, we must be a long way from caroline by now and i looked round, and caroline instead of being behind us it was over half a mile away oh. with the current had sort of taken us away us like, yeah so uh we tried our best to swim back but the current was faster than we could swim so mm. we were just swimming and getting nowhere so I didn't really start to panic at this stage. I thought there's like four of us here are going to drown. if we... And so, the pleasure boat captain chucked out a long rope, uh, and then we caught hold of it. And then he towed us back to the Caroline ship at a hell of a speed. So we were being, <laughs> pu- you know, pulled through the sea at an amazing speed. And I was, you know, I was choking in the water and stuff like that. Spangles Mountain, it was it, it was so fast that the water ripped off his swimming trunks. So he, he had to climb out back on board Caroline, mooning <laughs> the, unintentionally all the people on this pleasure boat. He then took photographs and posted
1: them to him. Yeah. Uh, oh, they were, not, they were mad days. <laughs> it was. It was a mad day. We, of course, are celebrating this mad day. Or days. Days, yes, yeah. from the 9th to the 14th of August. And uh, Roscoe and I made a record, and you're featuring on it. Well, this is all news to me, Dave. Well, it started. Out, it? it started out as uh, as a uh, we were going to do some trailers, right? You know, for this program and also the the, the pirate event. And Emily email said, "Gee, that sounds really good." Because I was writing down all the names of the actual DJs and making them rhyme, obviously just for just for the heck of it. And she said, "Why don't you make a record?" So I said, "Well, no, we'll do it as a big promo." So we got, I got hold of Roscoe. He got hold of Muff Murfin, and this is the result. You remember in the
2: school-
3: The powers agree
1: to bring them ashore and satisfy our needs. The fire and the fire and the fire and and Cash, man, and a smash. the fire in the man, the bash. and and Tom Jones live on the stage. the the Unit the of age like as they thought we were crude. We thought they were rude Tony the Blackburn, Simon the D Michael Ahern and the cool double D Stuart Henry, Robbie Dale Paul the K stayed out of jail Philip Birch and Michael Stone Took care of us when we came home The captain, the Dutchman, the girl on the train All the opinions exactly the same Get out there and rock, 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 rock. Get out there and rock Play something new Get out there and rock Play something new Get out there and rock Play something new Get out there and Rock, there and rock, rock
3: I'm a virus. I'm on the virus. This is the end with Cash Man 2. We wrote this song just for you.
1: Remember the days of fun and chatter when the DJs ruled and the music mattered? We had the forts and the tenders too. The jocks all came to play for you. Radio England brought us action. Johnny gave us satisfaction. The voice of Kenny, Peely and Vance playing great music, making you dance. The memories with us, don't deny. The voices ring from the sky. They lined up to do their art changing radio right from the start. Webby, Henry and Mr. Skews did much more. And read the news. Pirates of the airwaves, pop, rock and soul. Big L lives on forever. All of us together, rock and roll
3: from the sea. Pump it up for you and me. Pump it up, pump it up, pump, it up. Get out there and rock. Pump
1: oh, it up. Get out there and rock. Pump it up. Get out there and rock. Pump it up. Get out there and rock. Play something new. There you go. <laughs> That's our big promo. Great Casavu, how are you? <laughs> All right, baby. Because <laughs> he lives in Hollywood now.
0: Yeah, the Emperor yeah. Oscar. He was a fantastic teacher. I yeah. just thought he was just the greatest. He was. Know? good. He was This not- is your emperor. And then after the pirates, he, he learned French. He went over and did it on a huge station in France. Europe won. and, and, and uh, yeah, and became incredibly popular. He had this minor bird before I joined Caroline, but I heard the story and the minor bird used to sit on his uh, on his shoulder and sort of you know uh, anything the minor bird said would go over the air. It was all part of the atmosphere of a Roscoe show, yeah. but uh, then one day people sort of secreted the bird into a cabin and taught it some new words. I know. And, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Roscoe was so
1: mad he just didn't dare put it on the air anymore. It was absolutely amazing. I remember that so well because he used to have a. Remember the flat in Marble Arch? Yeah, just off Marble Arch, he had the thing there, yeah. and he came in, and that damn minor bird went cash Ah, bleep 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 and I went what (laughs) And apparently that's all he would do he would only do profanities that would be it Okay, we've got to do a bit of traffic and travel on land and at sea travel news from the BBC here's Mark Underhill
4: the operation went very well. Oh, and uh, oh, sorry, Louisa. <laughs> it's all right, it's OK. We're mistaken all the time. Uh, M40 northbound, earlier accident from junction 3 to junction 4 has resulted in delays on the M40 northbound through Buckinghamshire. Long queues on the M25. I'm going to start clockwise with junction 9, Leatherhead to junction 10. That's very slow moving, looking at the cameras. And then the junction 14 stretch to junction 17 on the clockwise carriageway of the M25. Particularly busy tonight from Heathrow to May. Port Cross. Anti clockwise, watch out for delays around the Dartford Tunnel toll booths. That's stop start in places. And on the M26 westbound, there are long queues approaching the M25. Now, the M3 in Hampshire northbound from junction 14 to junction 13, Southampton Airport, that's congested, as is the M4 tonight from junction 89 to junction 6. Looking at the cameras, that is slow to stationary in places. A3 northbound. Now, delays between Milford and Compton and probably due to the earlier breakdown in Guildford. That's slow tonight on the A3 and the high-tier traffic lights, usual queues to greet you there on the A3 northbound. And that's the latest from the BBC travel team in the south and southeast. But if you spot anything else, call the jam line on 0500 827 362. I'm Louisa Prosser, back with more than half an hour.
1: Uh, would you like to speak to Johnny
4: Walker? <clears throat> uh, hi, Johnny Walker.
1: Hello, Louisa, how are you?
4: I'm all right, thank you. I'm yeah. very well. I'm above average.
0: I do. You're very much above average. Far better than that <laughs> Sally Traffic woman.
4: Oh, Sally Traffic. <laughs> yes. She's, she's up there for me. I bet you do. I bet you do. Yeah. Bet you do.
0: No. She was great. I'll see you in half an hour, darling. OK, bye. bye. Johnny Walker and
2: Dave Cash, live on the BBC.
5: Broadcasting,
1: it is almost certain that the Marine Offences Bill, designed to stop offshore radio, will come into force tomorrow. As a result, Radio London will be closing down at 3 o'clock this afternoon.
6: I read the, news today, oh boy.
5: the 14th of August 1967 should have been the end for offshore radio. The grim news just received, apparently, is that we have been found to be illegal. And therefore, Radio City is kaput. As the hours pass, station after station said a final farewell to its listeners. It
0: suddenly dawned on me that seven minutes ago was my last show. We might be back on the air sometime. We don't know yet, but uh, for the time being, it's goodbye.
5: And DJs made the long journey back to shore. This is Radio
1: 355. You've just tuned into. What is going to be the last 24 minutes of 355's uh, transmission.
5: Harold Wilson's government had decided to crack down on the pirate stations and this early form of commercial radio. The pirates, though, had fought back, campaigning hard.
1: Public opinion polls have shown that a majority of the British people want us to continue broadcasting. We say, put free radio to the public vote, and we ask you today to write to the Prime Minister and ask for his help. The address is... The Right Honourable Harold Wilson, Prime Minister, 10 Downing Street, London, SW1. All we are asking for is fair treatment. We say again, put free radio to the public vote. I agree. Right today. The
5: campaign failed and the end was nigh.
4: Hello, this is Lula speaking. I'd just like to say how awful I feel that Big L is going off the air because when I'm in my car every day I have it blaring like mad and I really will miss it I don't know about anybody else and I'd like to wish all the DJs and everybody on London all the best of luck in the world
5: Mid-afternoon on the 14th of August and one of the most successful stations signed off for the last time
1: Big L time is 3 o'clock and Radio London is now closing down
5: But one station opted to play on. This is Caroline South on 259 metres in the medium wave band, the continuing sound of free radio. Radio Caroline would like to extend its
0: thanks to Mr Harold Wilson and his Labour government for, at last, after over three and a half years of broadcasting, recognising this station's legality, its right to be here, its right to be broadcasting to Great Britain and the continent, It's right to give the music and service to the peoples of Europe, which we have been doing since Easter Sunday 1964. And we in turn recognize your right as our listener to have freedom of choice in your radio entertainment, and of course that Radio Caroline belongs to you. It is your radio station, even though it costs you nothing. And as we enter this new phase in our broadcasting history, you naturally have our assurance that we intend to stay on the air because we belong to you, and we love you. Caroline continues.
2: Who do you think you are kidding, Mr Wilson? If you think free
5: radio down. And the music played on. Johnny Walker stuck with Caroline until March the 3rd, 1968, when the station was finally forced to close. Not because of the British government, but because the money ran out. Radio Caroline came back in the 1970s before sinking. And then again in the 1980s, but it was never again to be the cultural force it once was. With the opening of Radio 1 in September
1: 1967, the age of offshore broadcasting was coming to an end. Yes, that was it, wasn't it? Of course, it was only uh, uh, August 14th and then September. It was about a month when one closed down to the other one opened. Well, that was a funny thing. You see, despite the huge
0: explosion in British music led by the Beatles from sort of 62, 63 onwards and all these great groups, the Animals, the Kinks, the Hollies, the Rolling Stones, huge explosion of music the bbc still did absolutely nothing about it <laughs> yes. apart from um doing a, you know a pop program on a saturday morning with brian matthew Brown and then an easy, and... easy beat on a sunday morning i think so that there was the biggest explosion of creativity and great music that you know you can possibly remember mm. uh, it was american rock and roll in the 50s in the 60s it was british music you know and it mm. conquered the world BBC did absolutely nothing to, play, to give it to the people mm. that, who were so desperate to hear it, and that's why they loved the pirate stations. Mm. So it was only when the government brought in the law to close down the pirates that they knew that they would be so unpopular if there wasn't some kind of replacement, because everybody loved the stations, mm. that they then said to the BBC, you must provide a pop music service, and, and so Radio 1 um, was born. You know, The light programme split into two, Radio 1 and, and Radio 2, mm. uh, in September. We're just going back to that afternoon, 3 o'clock, when Paul K, the newsreader, said um, mm. uh, Radio London is closing down. Yeah. And then they played the, the theme tune its entirety. Yes. And and then there was silence for a minute. And there was just complete silence. And then you could hit you know, the, the noise you get mm. when you're not tuned. When they t- actually turn the transmitter off yeah. and you just heard that sort of mush when a station's yeah. not tuned in. And I've heard recordings of it. I didn't hear it live because I was on the air on Caroline at the mm. time. And Robbie Dow came in the studio at about ten past three. Uh, his voice absolutely choked with emotion. Mm. And, and he said, I've just listened to Radio London, um, close down. He said, and it's really, really sad. Um, mm. But we want to welcome newer listeners to, to Radio Caroline. Mm. Um, because a lot of people obviously, you know, They Mm. tuned over to Caroline Mm. that day. Talking about the first record, if we can just deal with that. Uh, A couple of emails. Uh, On Easter Sunday 1964, their words having been pre-recorded since they were too nervous to broadcast live, Chris Moore and the then-unknown actor Simon D. announced, This is Radio Caroline on 199, your all-day music station. Then a Rolling Stone record, Rolling Stone's record, Not Fade Away, was played and dedicated to Ronan O'Reilly, the founder of Caroline. And Caroline uh, was on the air. Uh, Somebody else, another email. That one came from Dennis. Uh, Another one said, it definitely was the Beatles' Can't Buy Me Love, which was the the first record played. And that Mm. came from uh, Peter. Still remember the Caroline South days with great misty eyes. Admiral Robbie Dale at six pm, uh, followed by Johnny at nine.
1: Yeah, uh, so I, we, I always we still th- don't
0: know. No, <laughs> we,
1: I always thought it was the stones and not fade away because it made it made sense. Yeah, and uh, the but we're I mean, going to love you night and day. Yeah, yeah. we're going to love you night and day. Yes, it was uh, it was one of those. Now talking about lyrics and what was played, what was this "Wider Shade of Pale" <laughs> all about?
0: Well, the, the great thing was that that, um, and this is why uh, I bear no sort of malice whatsoever towards the DJs who deserted Caroline on mm. his most important day because they had been sitting out on the ship doing their programs worried about worrying what, about what would happen mm. if they stayed on, became criminals. They couldn't go back to England again. They would have to go to Holland. Uh, they were liable for prosecution up to a year after their final broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were found guilty of broadcasting on pirate after the Marina Francis Act came in, they could be imprisoned for two years. So you didn't know, you thought you might end up in jail. You, didn't, you thought you might never work in radio again. You didn't know when you were going to see your family again. So it was a massive decision. Mm. But Robbie Dale and I were on shore leave for a year, uh, for, for a week, so he had the benefit of all the gigs and things that were going on that week, mm-hmm. including an amazing night at a ballroom where we used to do regular Radio Caroline Nights Out, the Bal Tavern Ballroom in Kent. Mm-hmm. And a, a Ronan had arranged for the entire ballroom to be bedecked with flowers. And the group that had been booked months previously, when nobody had ever heard of them, for 30 quid, were Procol Haram, <laughs> And that <laughs> very week of August the 14th, they were at number one with A Whiter Shade of Pale. <laughs>
3: So first, just go sleep. Turn the. Wild. So this tale That her face at first just goes sleep
1: Michael well, Aaron's whiter shade of pale. Thank you so much for all your contributions to this evening. It's been too much. We're overloaded with emails. We've got something about Procol, haven't we?
0: Yeah, John in Dartford uh, emails in. It said,
1: I was there and remember the night. I remember them. <laughs> That's so amazing. Amazing." And the good ship LV-18, which we will be on. Yeah. We were talking about rules and regs. And us jumping, you know, 10 feet across Chasmus Seas to get on board. Just got an email from Tony O'Neill from the good ship LV-18. He said, listening here in Harwich, on the subject of crazy health and safety regs, here's the latest news from LV-18. Our pilot ladder, which you climbed up last week, well, we've just discovered that the rungs are too far apart according to the regs, so the poor guy's got to dismantle the whole thing (laughs) and put another rung in it, but it'll be ready for the 9th of August. I mean, the
0: other thing is that they're going to have to take, you know, they're going to have to renew every single park bench because they're like two inches too low or too high or something. Ah. The thing is, other countries, all these EU regulations come out and Italians look at them and French look at them and they kind of chuck the paper over their shoulder. Yeah, we've got to do it absolutely to the lesser. You know, I don't know why, why. This one from Tom Wilson said, hi, Johnny and Dave. Uh, what do you and Dave think to Kenny Everett's style of broadcasting? I still miss his unique style to this day. Phil, there's not many creative people left in radio. I think that's a very good point. Mm. Um, Kenny, when he did his show on Radio One, it was a, it was a weekend show, wasn't it? Yes. And yeah. so he got all week to work on it. But there are amazing things you can do with sound effects in radio to really stimulate, you know, the listener's imagination. Mm. Take them to places. Create, you know, things. And it doesn't happen that much anymore.
1: No, there doesn't seem to... There is, though, there are these... There is another group of very young, very talented producers, engineers, like the guy who put that uh, crazy promo record together for Mm. us. I mean, you know, he's 22 years old, and he can do with computers what we used to do with tape. Right. You know, and he, he does it in... A fraction of the time, mm. and he's he's talking to me. Well, he's doing it. And then when he's over, he said, "There you go," and he plays it, and it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you were saying earlier on, there's a lot of creativity and, and, and great radio going on on the internet. There is. I think that's where the uh, the the real talent is coming out. But it's not, and and also the BBC. I've got to give them the, the credit for that. They they are bringing along, along a lot of young people, of which I've had the uh, pleasure of uh, training over the last few years, mm. and uh, some of them, you know, maybe. Go on the side but some of them are going to go there and you're always going to get the David Beckhams of this world and the rest aren't you right you know or the that? Lewis Hamiltons yes shame what, what, for I, Lewis today oh what happened I didn't even find out I was doing well, this well um
0: I think he had a lighter fuel load than than Alonso or Kimi Rackinen, so yeah. he had to come in early, about lap 16, I think. Uh. And he made a slight mistake. They got this thing where they, when the tyres are done, then they flip the lollipop over yeah. while they're just refuelling, and then they lift it up, and then you go. And he saw the lollipop move, and got excited and thought the pit stop was over and went to go and then realized his mistake and stopped again. So he lost a couple of seconds there. Meanwhile, Kimi Raikkonen out on the track was just absolutely going around at a blistering pace yeah. and earned himself some extra seconds. So by the time that he came in and pitted, he came out ahead of, of, of Hamilton and Alonso did the same. So Lewis came third today. He came third. I mean, third. he still
1: did great to come third. Still, he's been on the podium for every
0: race now, yeah. hasn't he? Like, you know, if, he, if he's not in the top three, he doesn't know where to park the car because he never had to take <laughs> it back to the
3: garage.
0: <laughs> he also takes it just beneath the podium. Yeah. Speaking of the BBC, in case we would, I, I don't get to mention it before we go, um, I just want to thank you for inviting me onto, onto your programme. Oh, it's a and, pleasure.
1: It's only taken these 40 years, isn't
0: it? And, and the fact that it goes out on other <laughs> BBC local stations, so it's, it's very nice to be a guest on the, those stations as well because I do have huge love for local radio. There's mm. Somehow uh, it's cosier mm. and there's a greater con- connection
1: between us here in the studio and, and the listener on local radio that you don't get on national radio. Well, you've seen the, the amount of emails and phone calls and texts we've been getting, mm. and we are you are actually listening, dear friends, to Pirate Radio Night on BBC Radio Kent, Solent, Berkshire, Oxford and Southern Counties. Fantastic. There you go. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stops from saying... Don't forget to tell them where we are. Okay. Um, well, tell me about Stand By Me. Yeah, well, the
0: great thing about this song um, is that there was such... Support from the listeners uh, to pirate radio, certainly in in the, you know, and people don't realize that thousands of people marched through the street, huge, great rallies in Trafalgar Square Mm. when the government announced this new law to put the stations off. People were desperate to try and save their favorite pirate radio station and and when we were on caroline you know people would send send us cakes they would send us pullovers in in the winter time and stuff like that so the support from from listeners was was unbelievable which is kind of what this song is all about
2: when the night- As you stand, stand by me
1: Benny King, is Stand By Me, great song. And we are just overwhelmed with emails at the moment. Uh, Thank you so much for bringing it in. And we've just been told by Jonathan, our producer, that BBC Local Radio actually started in November 1967. Okay, It wasn't relinked to Radio 1, 2, 3 and 4, but it was Radio Leicester. Yes, it was Radio Leicester. (laughs) Okay, Stephen in uh, Bognor Regis uh,
0: is enjoying the programme. Everything else I've had to do has been forgotten by me tonight, and I've just tuned in. Thanks for your email, Stephen. And this one from Steve from in Kent uh, said he mentions about growing up in Birmingham and meeting the love of his life at the Locarno Ballroom in Birmingham, and also the discos at the Navigation Pub. They were t- two of the places I first worked as a club DJ. Um, Johnny mentions in his book, as he did tonight, about being involved in loving awareness on Radio Caroline. This has caused a bit of a debate on the radio forums because we thought L.A. only came um, to being promoted on the station in the 70s after Johnny's time. LA hmm. short, of course, for Loving Awareness. Loving Awareness. Well, it was yeah. it was a big thing on Caroline in the seventies, but I would say the seeds of it were sown in nineteen sixty-seven because yes. that was.
1: No, I, no, I remember the, the flashings.
0: The flashings were just incredible. That was you made. What what gave you that idea?
1: It's a wonderful idea.
0: Um, I was doing my show one night, and an engineer was was leaning out the porthole. It was a very small a uh, cosy little studio on the Caroline mm-hmm. ship and it was on deck level and mm-hmm. you had a porthole and you could see out, you could see all the lights of the shore and there were some uh, lights flashing on the shoreline and the engineer said, I think it's somebody listening in a cars flashing their headlights. So I said, well, if you're, if you're listening and you've got your headlights pointed out toward the Caroline ship, flash them three times and we saw the lights flash three times. So I said, OK, I've got you. So uh, two flashes for yes and one for no. And I said, are you on your own? One flash, No. Are you with your girlfriend? Two flashes, yes. And then I thought, well, um, as Roger mentioned earlier on, um, if I picked um, the number, you, you know, letters in the alphabet, gave them a number, so A would be one, B would be two, Uh, and so on. Uh, So they get the initial letter of their Christian names and then try and, you know, guess their names. If their name was was Sivon, they'd have to do it 26 times. Yeah, no, that was so (laughs) awkward. (laughs) 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 Better if they were called Bill or Alf or Angela. Um, So then I'd say, well, where have you been tonight? You know, you've been to the pub, you know, one flash, no. You've been out to the flicks, two flashes, you know.
1: Are your windows steamed up? Two flashes, flashes, two, flashes, flashes two flashes, two, two flashes. flashes. <laughs> the uh, the thing is that it's one of those things that have continued on all this time because the last time, uh, four years ago, when we did pirate BBC Essex, uh, it was uh, who was it? it? Was Ray Clark who was doing the the nighttime show, your old slot, and he uh, he said, "Let's get them to flash in Felixstow, in mm-hmm. Felixstowe," and they did, and they went up on deck and started, and the same thing happened. And we got communication going. So the same thing has lasted all that amount of time. We could have invented semaphore. if we. <laughs> I mean, it. that was the thing. Back
0: then, of course, now we take it for granted. You get instant feedback by, by email and by text. But mm. there was nothing back then. There was no communication between the ship and the shore. You, uh, only by letter, which used to take three or four days. So to get instant communication, you know, by flashing headlights. Mm. And I said to the engineer, well, listen, can I go out on deck tomorrow? And he said, Yeah, I'll make you up long leads. So I had a long microphone lead and a long headphone lead. He'd stay in the uh, in the studio, and I'd be out on deck. And I used to, you know, talk through the porthole yeah. while a record was on, telling him what record I wanted next. Mm. And then it would fade up the microphone, and you could hear the sound of the waves lapping against the mm. side of the ship. Mm. You know, the moon would be shining down, and all the lights of the shore. You could see all the cutter lights of Clacton and the
1: pier and everything. I mean, mm. it was
0: it was so romantic. It's fantastic.
1: I always thought to say, "There you are in your car, the both of you making mad passionate love, and I'm sitting here on this damn boat on my." <laughs> own with just a bunch of records uh, no you know we should complain <laughs> no,
0: I, mean, I Tommy Vance came on he said what am I doing here I don't want to be here you know no he got letters from people saying well get off then if you don't like it that's you know I mean? yes you well
1: know? of course the thing is and he was the same guy when we when we, when we were working at uh, Radio Monte Carlo when he looked at me one time after a very grueling show we'd done but we'd uh, went on to a party and he looked at me and he said hey it beats the heck out of working for a living mm. and that's exactly it I don't think we've, we've ever worked a day in our lives no we? number we wouldn't call it work it's a complete no. joy what i've always loved is listening to a record
0: hearing something new really loving it really being excited about it the latest one i love bob i heard on the bob harris show the other night which is a female country singer on chip taylor uh his record label and uh he was the guy who wrote did he wrote, what did yeah, he, he wrote, wrote wild, and wild, he, write wild thing wrote wild thing and he see? wrote angel of the morning as well yeah. mm. uh and he's made some great albums himself mm-hmm. chip taylor worth, Carrie worth rodriguez
1: out. is that the lady you're taking
0: no her name is kendall carson kendall spelled right. kekende yeah carson with a c and uh, she's got an album out i downloaded it off itunes the other day and uh, there's a track on called i love trucks and for anybody who's into trucks anybody who drives trucks Try and get that. It's just a great record. I Love Trucks by Kendall
1: Carson. I got it. (laughs) Come near. Yes, we will. Uh, A lot of people asking about the jingles we're using tonight. Jonathan Witchell made them all up just for this very programme, so here's a whole bunch of them. Johnny Walker and Dave Cash, live on the BBC. Whoever's turned the voice on. On land and at sea. Travel news from the BBC. He's doing the voiceover.
0: They should get a job in radio. They sound good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's probably listening. Hi Twiggy. Hi Roger. How you doing, old sir? Mm. Hi Louisa.
4: Hello. Are you ready for the travel? or We're always ready for travel. We love it. <laughs> it takes me by surprise though, because I usually have a bit of a a, ding, ding, a little jingle underneath. But it's. uh
1: Oh, do you want one of those? Yes, please. uh Okay, just a minute.
4: Um, ah. Yeah, now okay. you're happy. Ito starting off on the M40 northbound junction three to junction four remains heavily congested following an earlier accident, but all lanes have reopened. London-bound traffic on the M40 particularly slow from five down to four for the High Wycombe cross roundabout. Also expect delays if you're on the M26, where you probably are experiencing the delays westbound. Long queues approaching the M25 interchange, and looking at the cameras clockwise, traffic slow on the M25 from junction five to Clackett Lane services, and then again. It's queuing from Junction 14 clockwise to Junction 17 from Maple Cross. Anti-clockwise at the Dartford Tunnel toll booth, that's congested, as is the traffic if using the M4 eastbound, a sheer weight from 7 Slough West, moving slowly to Langley at Junction 5. In Canterbury, a reminder that Reamsway is closed off for the Tour de France. That's going to be reopened at around 10 o'clock tonight. And finally on the trains, disruption on Southwest train between Basingstoke and Weymouth due to an incident at Hamworthy and services are currently at a stand. And that's the latest from the BBC travel team in the south and Southeast. but if you spot anything else, call the jam line on 0500 827 362. I'm... I'm not... <laughs> go on, go on. I'm Louise Prosser, back with more than half an hour.
1: Oh, uh, yes, OK. Goodbye. And goodbye to you. <laughs> and goodbye from Johnny as well.
4: Bye.
0: Bye, Louisa. 40 years since the Marine Offences Act. It's Dave
1: Cash and Johnny Walker. Big L time is three o'clock and Radio London is now closing down
5: august nineteen sixty seven and with the noble exception of Radio Caroline, the pirates were sunk i didn 't really think that the BBC would come up with anything that was going to be as good as the pirate stations and it wasn't offshore radio was all but gone, but its spirit lived on as a radio revolution swept the bbc and as if you didn 't know, tomorrow at seven a m the great new swinging Radio One takes the air one by one, the old BBC networks, the third program, the Home service, and the light program said their final farewells. Well, there we end broadcasting in the live programme, not just for today, but uh, as it seems, forever. This is the end of the home service for today and for all days. Men in suits may have been shaken, but the BBC was about to join the 60s revolution.
1: At 7 o'clock on 247 metres, Tony Blackburn will... Open and swing into our new Radio 1 network. The following morning,
5: loyal BBC listeners might have felt a little confused as the comforting sound of the light programme was muddied by something akin to a pirate invasion.
0: In very
1: little time now, it will be my pleasure and privilege to launch Radio 1 and 2. In many ways, it represents a new concept for BBC Radio. Radio 1 is designed to be young in heart and in style. The changes involved in Radio 1 and 2 are pretty sweeping. We can only hope that they will find acceptance and in due course we hope popularity too. Ten seconds to go before Radio 1, Tony Blackburn, and Radio 2, Paul Hollingdale.
0: When he came on in September 67, there was Robin Scott, this this famous bit of saying, Stand by for switching, get tuned to Radio 1 or 2. 3, 2, 1, go Radio 1, go Radio
1: 2. Radio 2, Radio 1,
0: go.
5: The voice of Radio 1.
3: Just for fun.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the exciting
0: new sound of Radio One. In comes Tony Blackburn and Arnold and everything. And that was great. You had quite a good breakfast show. And then what happened at nine o'clock? They joined up with Radio Two and you got Jimmy Young, who used to sing songs in his program. I mean, it, it was unbelievable, really. Woke up one morning half asleep with all
3: my blankets in a heap and yellow roses scattered all around.
5: The pirates were back on the radio, and this time they were entirely legit. I always said on the air, you know, that I always
0: made out that the BBC was the enemy, you know, and, that, and Caroline was it, and I'd never worked for the BBC. I mean, all I can say is I meant it at the time. And then it became obvious, really, that if I wanted to carry on radio, it would have to be the BBC and Radio One, um, and so I swallowed my pride. They, I later found out, had a policy that I, w- I was not to be employed for at least a year after my final illegal broadcast with Caroline. So really, after 12 months went by, I think that we, we, we met in the middle, really, and I started a Saturday afternoon programme in uh, April 69.
3: He's in!
0: Johnny Walker!
2: He's on! Radio 1 is 1, 2.
1: talk about memories
0: (laughs) (laughs) gracious me (laughs) Uh, here's an email from Bill from Minster in uh, Thanet uh, enjoying the program tonight. Some memories and one question. Uh, the memories on Caroline, uh, Johnny Walker's jingle adjusted to announce Wanny Joker. <laughs> uh 10 o'clock turn on time, that's when he used to play a couple of uh, great soul records mm. like Midnight mm. Hour, Wilson Pickett and that. Uh, broadcasting Mrs. Dale's diary after the Marine Offences Act to make the entire cast illegal, that was huge great fun. Uh, Jesse Matthews who played Mrs. Dale, that was kind of a soap, an Archer style yeah, soap yeah, yeah. about a doctor's wife. Yeah. And Jesse Matthews said, um, so you know I I'd made the whole cast liable to two years in the nick. It yes. was great fun. i just held a transistor radio up to Caroline's mic. She said, it's absolutely outrageous. Johnny Walker should be imprisoned. Uh, um, they could catch him. <laughs> he would be. Yeah, memories on Big L, too much was it kenny ever used to say too much a lot yeah yeah too much yeah the echo chamber saxophones and a cookie jar competition what was that all oh about? the
1: cookie car jar competition yes guess how many cookies were in the jar okay it was red.
0: uh i remember big Al staying on air through the night of the kent messenger 50 mile walk in around 1966 because we used to close down about 2 a.m didn't we hmm the, the pirates used to go off about 2 a.m yes right? it was they didn't go 24 hours for, yeah. for quite some time uh memories on both stations here in the generators as the mic was opened do you remember that you yeah. can always hear the noise yep. of the generators yep, in the background could. Could. Uh, a big thank you to everyone back then the memories are fresh as ever one question to dave a big old competition of 40 plus years ago played a bit of a track entitled rusty hinges which <laughs> well-known british group used to play this as a warm-up I never did hear the answer. I've waited 40 plus years to find out. Now, that's patience, not to mention
1: customer loyalty. Absolutely. Georgie Fame. Georgie Fame. fame. Yeah, I think it was. Georgie Fame. There you are. You can sleep tonight, Bill, from Minster. I'll tell you what, we have had so much fun. Time has flown by, as usual. And uh, we haven't really talked. I had all these questions worked out to talk about your book. And we haven't hardly touched on it, have we? Well, I don't think it's a book plug show. It's been a pirate show, hasn't it? Has it has been. So this is called the pirate, Sh- the pirate Evening on BBC Radio, Kent Solent, Berkshire, Oxford and Southern Counties Radio. See, we can get the plugs in if we work Yeah. On it. Yeah, okay. And the book but is out there. It's called The Autobiography,
0: because mm-hmm. we, we we thought for ages about a, some kind of clever name for it, and we just didn't come up with it. <laughs>
1: you're, you're a friend so of Ken Livingston's, aren't you? <laughs> you know? And do you, you know can what get you, it in do audio. Do you, if you don't want to read it, you can get it on CD, and I'll read it to you. Okay, that's excellent, because we had a couple of emails else about that. People mm. have got it on audio, which is a very good idea. You heard about the Ken Livingston thing, didn't you? No. I mean, it saying? reminds me of that, that. Johnny Walker, the autobiography. We spent months on that. You know when they built the new town hall mm. in London? They paid somebody like half a million pounds to come up with the name Town Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it wasn't yeah. me. That's why I'm complaining about <laughs> it. You know, but, it was, but the book is out. It's been out. It's in the bestseller list. It's doing the business, which is, which is good. And you can hear about all of us what 's your I, I, the one thing I thought about the book, which was really good and because we you know we all knew that you were going through the cancer situation mm. that you 've just gone through, is that when it got to that, you let tiggy write it. Yeah. I thought that was very clever.
0: Yeah, she's written a beautiful chapter. Yeah, she and, has. It's I, I think it's a, it's it's quite difficult as a patient with cancer to describe going through it. There's mm-hmm. lots of it that you don't remember. You just try getting through one day at a time, really. Mm-hmm. I remember when I came back to, to to the Radio Two drive time show, and I said, I said I wanted to write this um, I wanted to write this song about chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. You know, called it the Chemo Blues. Well, I woke up this morning. That was the result. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> so Tiki sort of wrote the chapter on, on how it is caring for somebody with cancer, because mm. I think it's easy to forget those people, because I think it's almost as difficult, if not more so, mm. um, for someone caring for someone with, with cancer or any other so- serious illness. Mm. And on the one hand, you feel powerless. Uh, to help but you, you do everything you can and, and love does you know all you need is love they say yeah was it yeah love and love and the love from radio 2 listeners certainly helped me tremendously
1: I just thought it was a very when I when I started to get to that point when I was reading the book and I thought how's he going to how's he going to handle this mm. And then I had a little chuckle to myself as a typical walker. He's passed it on to the old girl to do it, you know, because I can't do it. Not the old the, girl, the young girl. The young girl. The you young lucky. girl. Yes, you lucky thing. Hello, Tiggy. All right, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I, we have to go fairly soon, and we're going to end off with a, a Day in the Life, which was the yeah. the last song but I would like to thank you so much for taking the trouble to uh, to, come to to come finish your Radio 2 show, get in the helicopter, come down here. I, mean, I wish had it hadn't been a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's been an absolute joy. I've really enjoyed it, and thank you for inviting me. Well, it's, it's been our pleasure, and we'd also like to thank uh, Joe Morris for doing all the work on the telephones, and Emily for doing all the work on the emails, and uh, Jonathan Witchell who produced all these amazing little bits and pieces and yeah, put all thing together and did an absolute brilliant job. And we are going to end up up with um, a day in the life which was at that point exceedingly sad
0: and a nod to Radio London because Caroline didn't do uh, Radio London so significant was the release of Sgt Pepper uh, from the Beatles that um, Radio London played the whole album in its entirety. Mm. Something that had never, ever been done on a radio station.
1: And, the, and they would—they always said, I mean, it was the Luxembourg uh, philosophy, wasn't it? Don't play the whole record, because if you play the whole record people won't go out and buy mm. it. The thing was it just flowed, didn't it? It was an album that was just a, a complete mm. listen all in one go. It was. And uh, next for you, is there any, any other... And
0: the plans? BBC of course banned it, didn't they? Because about the reference to going up on a Top deck of the
1: bus, and having, having a, smoke. a smoke, and somebody <laughs> spoke, and I went into a dream. Yeah, that was it. Can't I play can... that. <laughs> <laughs> no so radio one. Well, listen to this BBC. You're going to get it right now. It's in its entirety. John, Dave, thanks very much. It's a pleasure. You and me down the pub, mate.
6: a crowd of people turned away, but I just had to look, having red.